And then the policeman turned to me and he said, okay, now we're friends, uh, so what can you do for your friend? Now, was that a bribe? Well, I don't think it was a bribe because I didn't do anything illegal. But was it a donation to the Benevolence Fund? I don't know. But uh, I had armed men in my apartment who were asking for money. Hello everyone, welcome to the channel entitled Fitty Ain't Nothing But A Number Yo with your host Language Farrell. On this channel, we'll meet individuals who after the age of 50 who have decided to change what they do, what they believe, what they think is possible, what they read or are reading, and lastly who they are. This will be done by conducting interviews, reviewing short stories, and videos with the individuals in question. So if you're ready, Let's meet some interesting people. Hello everyone, welcome to Man Overboard Fitty. Ain't nothing but a number here with your host, Language Pharaoh. For the next upcoming series of videos, I'm gonna be focusing on possible places for retirement outside of the US. And initially it's here randomly, but as I begin to narrow my search down, I'll list my top uh, three places for possible retirement in that order with the number one, number two, and number three. Not only will I specify the country, but I'll also specify the city or region that uh, I'm specifically targeting. So if you're ready, let's get started. First up on the list is gonna be Colombia. Uh, so if you're like uh, many people, and, so, and myself included, all I really knew before I visited Colombia was what I saw on Narcos, which was uh, the, um, a Netflix series on the rise of cocaine traffickers. Now they primarily focus on uh, Pablo Escobar, the leader of the Medellin cartel, and one of the most ruthless drug lords ever come out of Latin America. Now, it focused on his rides from drug, drug kingpin beginning in 1975 up to including his death in 1993. So again, I'm not gonna really focus on that. If you wanna look up Pablo Escobar, you can uh, find him on the web. You could also look at the Netflix series and you'll know, you'll see exactly what I saw before I went there. The other reason I'm not gonna focus on it and probably the most critical reason is because Colombians don't consider that a very enlightening part of their future. A lot of innocent people died. The government was in shambles. And uh, this guy, I think, ran for president. So it was possible that they thought he might even might become a dictator. So the Colombians are not very proud of that. Pablo Escobar passed, so they try to ignore it or try to talk about it as little as possible. So I'm not going to talk about it any more than I already did. Uh, so generally, when I look at places for possible retirement, I break them down into categories. I look at healthcare, crime, cost of living, infrastructure, temperature, and culture. So if you're ready to get started, let's get started. Up first, Columbia Healthcare. Now I would admit that Columbia Healthcare, uh, Colombian Healthcare, uh, surprised me. I didn't realize that it was recognized as one of the best healthcare systems in the world, rated above both Canada and the U.S and equal to many top world uh, or first world countries. Now, depending on where you look for your research, I found it rated as high as 22nd uh, most efficient healthcare system in the world, uh, operating both the public and the private system, with the public system covering approximately 65% of the citizens. Now, in major urban centers, uh, such as Bogota, Medellin, and Cali, 
uh, you'll find that that public system covers about 100% of the individuals. The problem is, however, as you start to move away from the urban centers and you get into more of the rural or small town environments, that's when the system really struggles to provide adequate care and quality care to these residents. But you should be aware that the U.S. struggles with the same issues. I mean, you move away from a lot of the urban centers in the United States and get into rural and small towns, and you'll find that uh, delivering health care, quality health care to those residents is a challenge. Uh, the one thing that the U.S. did to alleviate that was really, uh, really start to push this remote care. Those that can afford it, those people that can afford to pay the additional cost for the private system, they do opt uh, for the private system as a supplemental system above the public system. And this allows them to, one, uh, get quicker access to care. The public system can be extremely busy and extremely crowded and extremely slow. It also allows them to get a higher quality of care because they're, uh, as you can imagine, because it's private, you get better doctors, better equipment, better hospitals, uh, more trained staff, etc. Now, the government spends about 20% of their uh, funding on healthcare system. Approximately 5% of the total GDP of the country is spent on healthcare. When you look at co-pays or you look at the part that the, uh, the resident has to contribute uh, for labs, diagnostics, specialists, medication, they're all on kind of a tier system, which is, means based on your income. So you may be paying a dollar or $4 or $11, again, based on income. So when I say dollars, please be in mindful that I'm talking about U.S. dollars. I'm not the equivalent to what it would cost in pesos. So U.S. dollar, uh, $1, I think there's like a, it's worth a thousand pesos or something like that. Um, so when I say $1, I mean $1, not one peso. All right. So if we're ready, we're going to move on to the next one, which is crime. So crime in Colombia. Both violent and petty crime is significant uh, in Colombia, especially in and around urban centers. Now, even the small towns and rural areas can be dangerous, but for a different reason, right? Because it's possible that you may have some armed, uh, illegal armed groups or some juntas uh, that are trafficking drugs in these regions, and so they control these regions. And depending on how far it is away from the urban environment or how rural an area it is, uh, there may not even be any government troops that go into the area. It may be totally controlled by this junta uh, or some uh, gun lord in that specific area. Now, let me say on a personal note, like I've traveled to Colombia several times. I've been to all the major cities, Bogota, Cartagena, Cali, and Medellin. And I've never had any personal problems with crime on the street. Right? I've, been, I've talked to a lot of people who have. Who've had their phone stolen, their wallet stolen, they've been robbed. I've never had that uh, occur. Now, I will say that I, I rented an Airbnb, so I had a guest come over and uh, we had some property stolen. And so when we called the police to come, I guess, calm the matter and, and, and rectify it, once they got the person out, and then the policeman turned to me and he said, Okay, now we're friends, uh, so what can you do for your friend? Now, was that a bribe? Well, I don't think it was a bribe because I didn't do anything illegal. But was it a donation to the Benevolence Fund? I don't know. But uh, I had armed men in my apartment who were asking for money. So I gave them the money, and you can take it however you want to take it. That's all I'm going to say about that. So there, there are some advisories uh, in and around, um, around Colombia. And one of the advisories is that 
be careful when you hail taxis on the street. Some of them are illegal taxis. Some of them are in cahoots with uh, gangs, and they may take you to a destination. You may be robbed or threatened. Uh, also, be careful using ATM machines uh, in either busy areas or excluded areas. Now, typically, when I have to get cash out of an ATM machine, I generally go to the malls. They have some of the nicest malls I've ever been to, much nicer than the malls in the U.S. But they all have armed security in in the malls, usually at the doors. And so it's it's very safe in the malls to use the ATM machines and the bank machines. So if I'm going to pull out cash, uh, that's where I'm going to pull it out. You should be aware that, that Columbia is a, a cash culture. So there are, in around larger areas, they there are vendors that accept major credit cards. But by and large, it is a cash culture. So you will need to have access to cash to pay for food, clothing, whatever you're getting, unless you're in one of the more uh, commercial malls where they will take uh, credit cards and debit cards. Now, sadly, one of the most dangerous crimes that happens in and around Colombia is this use of the, the drug scopolamine. Uh, they use it uh, as a disabling drug to drug you and then rob you, steal personal property, so on and so forth. And they can flip it in your food or drink. It's kind of, if you know anything about the old Navy days where people used to get shanghaied, where, you know, you slip something in somebody's drink and then you just cart them off. Uh, that's very similar to what happened. Or if you know the drug rehypnol, which is what a lot of guys do when they drug girls and then take them back and commit sexual assault on them. It's the same premise with this drug. Now, the problem, obviously, when you have untrained people administering drugs that are not supposed to administer in that fashion is it can be extremely dangerous uh, if the dosage is way too high uh, when you get when you get administered the drug. So also when we talk about crime we have to talk about index. Index is the way we compare allows us to compare crime from different cities, different countries, different regions. Colombia has a crime index of 60.36. Now a high this it's generally crimes are broken into three indexes low 20 to 40 mid 41 to 60, high 16 above. Columbia falls in the high crime in index, so it's, a, it's a, a high crime destination. The other thing they look at is they look at the, the safety index, which is the inverse of the crime. So if you have high crime, then you probably got low safety. If you have high safety, then you have low crime. Safety index is 39.64. Again, anything above 60 is very safe. 60, uh, 41 to 60 is moderate. Anything below 40 is considered an unsafe environment, and they're at 39.64, so they fall in the unsafe category. Now, next up, we're going to look at cost of living. So the average monthly salary after taxes is $300. Obviously, depending on if you're in the city or urban environment, very exclusive part of the city versus a very poor part of the city, that's going to vary. But the average is $300. Again, I use dollars because as an expat, that's what I'm going to be converting to pesos. So the average sal after salary tax is 300. The average monthly cost of living is $546. Now this is local. This is not you going there trying to live an American lifestyle in Columbia. A one-bedroom apartment near the city center is going to be $232. Now this is not going to be you living around other expats. This is going to be you living among local people. They also have a tier system with housing. One being the cheapest house and six being the the wealthiest. That price you could be anywhere, I think they call it Strata. So you could be anywhere in the Strata 2, Strata 3, at that 232, but that's what it's going to be, $232 for a one-bedroom apartment in city center, not among expats and tourists. 
that's kind of in line with some other developing nations in Latin America. Uh, I say all this to say that it's possible for a person to retire in Colombia with an average Social Security benefit of $1,827 to live a fairly decent life in Colombia. It's uh, strictly on Social Security uh, retirement benefits. Now we're going to talk about weather. So when we talk about weather, uh, Colombia with many climates based on altitudes. They have the sea, they have the mountain, the coastline, the valley, the desert. They have tropical. Whatever your flavor is, you can find a place in Colombia to live with corresponding weather. Uh, specifically, I focus on the cities because as an expat or as someone outside of the country, generally that's where they're going to live because that's generally where the best services are. So I'm going to start with Cartagena. Uh, that's uh, along the Caribbean. So because it's on the Caribbean, it's going to be warm and hot. Right, so it's going to be like 81 degrees. That's the average temperature. Now you should remember, Cartagena is probably the most tourist-visited city in Colombia, both from locals and nationals. Prices are going to be correspondingly higher. Bogota, Bogota is the nation's capital, but it's 200 meters above sea level, so your average temp is going to be 57 dollars. Now it's international because, like I said before, a lot of businesses have offices in Bogota. We're going to talk about Sierra Nevada de Santos on the Andes Mountains, which are 4,500 meters above sea level. So typically when we're talking about that high, you're talking about mountain peaks that are covered with snow. Uh, lastly, we're going to talk about what they call the jewel of Colombia, which is Medellin. Uh, that's the city of eternal springs, has an average temperature of 71 degrees Fahrenheit year-round. Obviously the summer goes up, but it's spring weather year-round now one thing you should know about Medellin it's in the valley or in a cup so if you have issues with air quality because it's in that cup it's hard to move that air out of there they have they generally get poor air quality alerts because it is hard to move that air out of the valley all right next up we're going to talk about uh, the infrastructure since I'm American I have family here I need to be able to get to and from America and generally speaking that's four to six hours on an airplane uh, approximate distance of 2,822 miles. A round trip ticket, depending on how early you book, and can be as cheap as $200. Now, also depending on the time and location season, it could be as much as $1,000. So you've got that range in there. Uh, many, of, Most of the major cities have some form of mass transit. Cartagena has uh, buses, uh, Cali has Transmillennial, and Bogota has Transmillennial. So Transmillennial is a dedicated bus system. That means they have dedicated lanes on the road. Nobody else can get in those lanes but those buses. The only city that has a metro system is going to be Medellin. And it's a very safe, very clean. It's an excellent system there. People in Medellin are very, very proud of that system. So there's never trash on the system. There's no graffiti. It's, there's plenty of police. It's very, very safe. Uh, now, when you're talking about driving on the roads, the roads are poorly maintained. They're overcrowded with motorcycles, trucks, buses, bikes, and they all seem to be driving, to me, recklessly, but they don't because there's not that many accidents. So they, you just have to learn to drive in that specific system where someone coming from a first world country would think that it is just chaos. Lastly, we're going to talk about uh, culture. So culture in Colombia is almost exclusively Spanish-speaking country with very little of the population speaking English. Unless you're in and around major cities, 
probably the best one is going to be Bogota because it's an international city. You have international companies with offices there. Uh, Cartagena, it's uh, the most tourist visited city in Colombia. So you have some people feeding off the tourists. So you're going to have some English speakers there. The other thing is that music and dance are extremely important part of the culture. It's the way they socialize, the way they interact. They take a lot of pride in their music and their dance. Family, family life is extremely important. It's not uncommon to find children like in the 30s or 40s living with their parents and the, the children maybe living with the parents with their children. Family is very important. Now, generally speaking, they're very hardworking people. Generally, they work six days a week. The only day they get off is Sunday. And so, like the Lord himself, Sunday is a day of rest. Uh, generally speaking, they're going to be with their family. That's the only day that the government recognizes as a non-working day. And so, when they have it off, they're going to be around their family with some type of family activity. Now, so what are my final thoughts on Columbia? Is it a place that's right for me to retire? Well, I do the pros first. The cost of living is very low. The dollar is extremely, extremely strong. For the life you can live in Colombia, a fraction of the cost of what you could live in the U.S. I mean, you could live, I think you could live fairly well on Social Security benefits of 1820 dollars or whatever it was. I think you could live a very, very um, good life as long as you didn't live extravagantly in Colombia on that amount of money proximity of travel to and from the U.S. is also a benefit. It's very convenient to get flights and the cost, generally speaking, if you book in advance, is uh, comparatively low. Spanish exclusively, I mean, it's a Spanish-speaking country, so obviously. But personally, I consider Spanish a fairly easy language to learn among the other languages. And this could be my bias because I love the Spanish music and the culture and dance, and I've been around it for 20 years, so this might be my bias. Um, not to bring you into their loop, but as a foreigner, I can say be very uh, friendly and warm. Now, when I look at the cons, the, the level of crime, and I give you my example with the police, and it's not uncommon, I don't think, for that type of activity. I just think that crime itself is very strongly embedded in, in the culture of the country. Poor roads, driving, one, safety, two, I probably would never drive at night, not because of the poor roads, but just because you could be a target for crime. Travel to and around the country, uh, whereas a flight may take you to go from Bogota to Cali, may take you like an hour or two hours on the plane, it'll probably take you 12 hours in the car. It's very mountainous and windy roads, they're not done, and. At night, I wouldn't be safe. I wouldn't feel safe driving on those roads, either because of the poorer roads or because of the crime that could happen uh, on the road. That or on the road overwhelms the infrastructure uh, of the road. Uh, overall, it would not rate very highly as a country that I would be interested in relocating to, even though I love the Spanish culture and love the music and dance, and I love the proximity. Yes, it just the the idea for me to personally have to just be on and aware of crime or to be the to be a possible victim of crime is not the way I would want to live my life for me. And remember, achieve something different. Believe something different. Conceive something different. Read something different, but most importantly, be something different. The world is waiting. Thanks for stopping by and we'll catch you on the next episode. Ciao for now.